We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale, recording us from Blue Wire Studios, the Wind Resort in Vegas. Even though currently we're on a boat, yeah, somewhere near Mexico, chilling, probably at our wine tasting that we're doing uh, on Tuesday that week. Yeah, I'm not doing it. You're not doing wine tasting? No, I got my kids. I thought we were doing something on the ship. Oh, I mean, we're, we're bringing our own wine, too. Oh, okay, okay. I don't remember. I don't know. We got every day planned out. Yeah, we got a lot of I'm shit. not doing, like, the in-Mexico wine tasting. Oh, I thought you were. No, I canceled. I backed out. <laughs> I just, I, I've decided I just want to go to Mexico and, like, roam around. Well, they got, like, cheap tequila, so, yeah. Yeah, I'll take tequila shots. I'll eat food. Like, authentic Mexican street tacos hit so crazy. Oh, yeah. That I need to just go find, like, real Mexican food. All right. Well, yeah, that's what we're doing. So, so yeah, we're yeah, not. No winery tour for me. This is an illusion. Like, you're listening yes. to this podcast, but we're not here right now. No, no. This is, like, Marvel-level time travel yeah. we have going on. This is our variant speaking right now. If you, for any reason, are listening for the first time, welcome to the Corner Podcast, where we talk boxing, MMA, pro wrestling, Mixed in with a little bit of hip-hop culture and whatever's going wild on our Twitter timelines at the time. Today, though, it's all about MMA. We didn't have an MMA show last week in preparation for this episode. So it gives us two weeks of MMA to talk about. It's okay, though. It was an off week in the UFC. And we didn't really miss much. So now we get to dive in. Yes, we'll recap some of the stuff that happened now 10 days ago. But nothing has happened since. So it's good. We get to talk about all of that on this show and then preview some pretty good cards coming up this weekend, rolling into what is going to be a pay-per-view in a few weeks, which starts a run of amazing pay-per-views. They've since announced Brazil for January, where we have the quadrilogy. I can't even say. Quadrilogy? Sure, whatever. Yes, between Moreno and Figgy which is going to slap. All their fights have been great. So that's on that card in Brazil, 283, I believe. So we're now filling out 
all of these cars. Maybe that's 284. So we, we have a pretty good idea of what's coming up for the UFC. Still, no main, no co-main event announced for December, though, which is 283 here in Vegas. We don't know what's happening there. We just know Bo Nickel says he's going to be on the pay-per-view portion. Yeah, he's some big shit. Good he ain't no undercard fighter. Good for him. Yeah, main card only, baby. Yep. So Bo Nickel will be on that card. A couple other things still to be announced for that. If that happens while we're on the boat and before, uh, you know, we can record our next MMA episode, I'm sorry. You guys got to listen to the next one. So it's, it's very good. But talk about what happened previously in the UFC. What does this phrase mean to you, Trey? <laughs> Let me read this on my phone verbatim. Mark Zuckerberg is all of us. Lies. That's what... <laughs> He's all on, of man. us, right? It's the picture of Mark like, yeah, watching the fights. Mark Zuckerberg's in the UFC apex basically alone. <laughs> him, <laughs> him and his wife, wife. completely mortified by what she's watching in the octagon. She was not having fun. No, she was like, why would you bring me here? And, you know, I tweeted like, is this what the poors do? Is this what poor people do, Mark? Why would you take me to this? Mark's like, yeah, look at him go. Look at He's the slaves beating each other yeah. up. Yo, it was very like Django Mandingo fight. Dog, I hated it. I, it was hard for me to watch. And I know people were like, you're heavy handed with a slave comparison. I was like, oh, this is what it feels like. The man bought out the apex. Felt creepy. It, and him and a couple of his homies were the only ones there. No media, which is crazy to me because it's like to prevent people from doing their job because Mark Zuckerberg wants to fight, watch a fight alone is weird. Again, it's. If he could have had this in his living room, he would have. Would have uprooted the whole shit. He would, you know, Dana, can I put an octagon in my living room? And Dana's like, man, I don't think we got time for that. Like Mark Zuckerberg purchased, I don't want to say it was a lame card, but he just really wanted to see Mackenzie Dern. Just want to see people fight. And it's not like he paid Mackenzie Dern. He says, Dana, let me borrow your guys and girls, and I want to watch a show. Okay. However much he paid for it, then the <laughs> UFC had the nerve to say, Mark Zuckerberg is one of us. I don't own Facebook. No. Nothing even remotely close. We had very have, little in common. Yeah, like there wasn't a movie made about me. There was no Andreas Network. It's a social network. I'm like, no, we're not the same. He's excited for different reasons. He's a robot. Yeah. And his wife is, they're rich. And they're watching. They're past rich. That, that looked like human cockfight. Oh, for, and for Zuckerberg, it was just like he was enjoying this. These, these, this gladiator like thing that he paid for. And I understand, Weird. I'm not trying to say there's anything wrong with him per se. I don't think there was anything malicious behind it. No. I think he's a guy who's a billionaire who he honestly loves the sport. He trains MMA. Yeah. He, he really, really likes MMA. And he's like, I'm not normal enough to ever go to one of these things and see it. It's like, he can't go to a normal pay-per-view. Can't, he can't? No, he'd be up in a box. He don't get the feel. He can't watch He can it sit like next that. to Dana White. Come on, man. Let's be, let's be clear. Mark Zuckerberg's rich, but he's not as famous as most. The mo- he's Great. not. He's, he's worth like the second most no, money you on could the be planet worth Earth. What, you could be worth whatever you want to be worth. Like, I get it. I'm, and what I'm saying is. There's the a chance of the president going than Mark Zuckerberg. The president has gone. No, the president's <laughs> son is gone. The president's been invited. I'm just saying, is Mark Zuckerberg like, yo, you're rich. The idea that you could purchase your own fight is crazy, but he did it. 
because Dana was like, sure, cool. I'll just mortgage off these five. It's crazy, but he has. I think this is the most convenient way for him to ever attend a fight and sit front row without being hassled, haggled, and it being weird. So he's like, fuck it. That's what I got to do. My man, no no media. Like, we're not going to bother. We don't care about Mark Zuckerberg. Like, it's like to Zuckerberg, though, he thinks we do. To him, he's thinking like, yo, they're just going to take pictures of me the whole time. And which they did. Yeah. They took pictures of him anyway. It didn't need media. UFC did it. Right. And then the cameras always looked at his reaction. Probably because there's nobody else's reaction to look at. Yo, camera, like, what are we watching tonight? That's it. (laughs) Zuckerberg. Crowd reaction. There's only one person in the crowd. And his wife. (laughs) So that's, that's, that's it. Monica, why they're fighting? That kind of backfired. Oh my God. But I understand for him, he's like, yo, I really love this sport. I got to watch it. This is the only way I can watch it. How much I got to pay. Whatever I got to do to watch it. Now, the optics from afar, though, of the whole situation comes off as Django cockfight. Like, yes. Mandingo fighting. Like, yo, give me your biggest and gouge his eyes out. Yeah. Like, it, it was very, very <laughs> odd visually. It was uncomfortable to just see a private event of that nature because these are professionals. This is the Lakers playing the Clippers and someone saying, you know what? I'm buying every ticket in this motherfucker. Yeah. So it's just going to be me. Just me. On national television. National TV. (laughs) Whole arena. Staples Center. Oh, my goodness. Me and my girl. Yep. Where my popcorn? (laughs) And they sit in courtside just cheering away. But nobody else in the venue. DJ still playing. Everybody's still going. No, no camera guys. No, not just that. It would be okay in the NBA because the players' association would be like, "All right, we're going to get a cut of that. Whatever you sell for this that that night, we're going to get a cut of that." UFC hat fighters got no cut of that. I'm sure maybe Zuckerberg slid Mackenzie Dern like a fifty, <laughs> stuff like that. But there was no the players were the fighters weren't able to negotiate the terms of what was going on. Like their fight atmosphere was changed drastically. Yes. Because a billionaire wanted to come and watch the show by himself. And they should be paid for that. Show. Right. Like if I, if I pull up, if the idea is like we're fighting in front of fans and I pull up and this is not the atmosphere I'm fighting in, and I'm fighting for you. It's weird. Like, like I can perform in front of thousands. In front of one, it's weird. It's a bit weird. Strange. And it's Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Listen, Drake goes on tour constantly. Yeah. Imagine him just performing for one person. I'm sure he has. He's done bar mitzvahs. He's done There's other people Sweet there. 16s. Regardless, it's a very small That's venue. So weird. He's performing at Sweet 16. They paid him handsomely. Yeah. It wasn't today's price was not yesterday's price. This was a whole different thing. Oh, you want me special to perform in front of 40 people? Oh, no. Y'all, you got to pay extra. The fighters didn't have that chance. No, they couldn't, they couldn't say no. Because Zuckerberg got it. Yeah. If I come and be like, yo, tonight I'm fighting for 80. Want me to just fight for him? Double that. Yeah. They, they had no leverage. No. He they got didn't even that. know. We had Trevin Jones on the show. Yeah. And he was like, I didn't know until he told me, like, surprise. Mackenzie Dern was like, I don't know what's going on. Imagine that. In a situation, everything changes because some billionaire wants to pay to watch y'all fight. Not pay you. Pay your boss to I'm watch you fight. amount. And then Dana lied. He didn't rent out the Apex. No, you're using very specific terms, Dana. He didn't rent out the Apex. He bought the show. Yep. It was gross. Terrence Crawford would have never. 
<laughs> Touch crop. I need I need everything on the table. I need transparency. That's <laughs> with the fight card itself. We Trevin Jones, we had on show, took the L. I'm not sure if you've been following, but we're like one for five. Yeah, we're doing bad right now. We we are we are down bad. I think the UFC's <laughs> purposely sending us guests that are gonna We lose. were doing too good. I know. They were like, oh they have to humble bad. us. Damn shame by them. So, yes, we're, we're down bad. Trevin Jones loses a decision to Barcelos, who looked good in a fight. Yeah. So, we had that fight. Um, Sadiq Yusuf with the submission 30 seconds into his fight. Sadiq is good. He's a featherweight on the rise. He's good. He's, he's ranked 12. I don't think he went up in the rankings after that. But it's good featherweight, fun to watch. Slapped on that guillotine quick. Yeah. We, and now he has some good names on the resume. Yeah. Andre Feely, Arnold Allen's on there, Alex Caceres. Um, him versus Giga got canceled. Yeah. Love it, to see that. Him and the Giga fight would be really they, I mean, they need to meet. I yeah. think they're, they're ranked 11 and 12, so they should fight each other. Yeah, so run that, try to book that again. But he looked very impressive in this card. Um, to me, the, you know, prelims having Alir Latifi winning against Olenek, I was like, might be time for both of them to yeah. Both of Farewells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just nothing jumped out there. Um, Brendan Allen beating Christoph Joku. Good joint for Brendan Allen. Way to come out. Looked great in that fight. Back to the main card, though. Randy Brown versus Francisco Trinaldo. I thought Randy Brown would win, but I didn't leave like. <laughs> it wasn't like you left there going. No. Nah. It didn't it make great. Zuckerberg jump out of his seat. No, nah, even Zuck was like, yeah. Dana, cut them. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Zuck was just like, cut them. He probably could. Dana'd be like, all right. Yeah, cool. How much did you pay? Sure, we'll get rid of anybody you want. <laughs> if you don't like, yo, someone compared Zuckerberg and they photoshopped him on the gladiator scene. <laughs> yeah. And I just pictured Zuckerberg be like, nope, he's whack. Yep. <laughs> he's, he just get whack. cut. Thumbs down. Yeah. Thumbs down by Zuckerberg in the crowd. And then main event. Um, Jan decision went over Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie almost locked in the sub to finish the fight. Just didn't have enough to really squeeze in on that. I thought it was a great fight, though, for the both of them. It was, it was a great fight. Um, Mackenzie Dern just can't get over the hump. She'll be fine. She is... She's on the Charles Oliveira path. She does lose close fights. She lo- not, well, she, so here's what I mean by this. When Charles Oliveira first got in the UFC, he wasn't known for his striking. He was known strictly for his jiu-jitsu. And he uses jujitsu to win fights, but we'd outstruck in certain fights or his weight wouldn't be right. Like there was, we all know he was like a 50 50 fighter. And then, and all of a sudden, he hit his stride and just hasn't lost since because he put it all together. Mackenzie hasn't put it all together. It's really simple. Her striking is evolving. It's getting close. It's, it's evolving, but it, it's not. Charles Oliveira's offense is frightening now that strikers that strike with him will get knocked out. Yeah. So you, there's really nowhere to go to Charles with him. It's either he he knocks you down and then he subs you. You knock him down, you follow him on the ground and he subs you. <laughs> like, or you get knocked out. Like, there's no escape. No. He's dangerous everywhere. Mackenzie Dern's striking is not there yet. But it looked better in the on fight. Um, her jujitsu is actually really fascinating to watch. Honestly, I thought she could have got a draw out of this. I mean, she I got thought- close. I thought one of those could have been a 10-8. She was close enough to, like, have her in positions of finishing the 
the fight where someone escapes. I thought she had a dominant round in the fifth. I'll give Yana a lot of credit because she, man, she had to fight through. Like, once that fight hit the mat, I was like, shit. It was like watching a snake eat a rat. Yes. And, and the snake just ran out of time. Yeah, it was like the snake is eating the rat and you see it happening because you're watching her transition and she's moving and, you know, she's, she's locking in a Kimura and she's transitioning to an armbar. And you're looking at the clock and Jan's team is yelling like, you can hear Uriah Faber yelling like, at Sauron's posture up, tighten up this. Like he's, Uriah, the corner was great. Yeah. If there was just a little more time in rounds two and five, five yep. there was a, she probably would have submitted. Yep. But the fights don't go on forever. Five to me could have been a 10-8 because she just had her in hell. And that's what it, <laughs> it that's what it feels like. It's like you have to survive because there's really no escape. Yeah. Because once she sucks you in, like there was, it was I, to me, it was like it was it was calming to me watching this happen. It's, a snake eating a rat is really calming to me. It's really strange. <laughs> I feel bad for the rat, but as this <laughs> happened, I'm like, wow, this is really fascinating. Like I'm watching Mackenzie during on the ground. I'm like, I'm like Jan, get up or not. Oh. And I'm watching the clock tick, and I'm watching her. Mackenzie Dern is going to be fine. She's still ranked behind Jan. The striking is going to get better. The jiu-jitsu is already light years ahead of just about everybody else. But once she figures out how to hurt somebody, and then that's what Oliveira's figured out. Yeah. If I hurt you, now you're dazed and confused. Yeah, now you, there's no corner. The corner don't matter. And, you know, I said this on last week's show, Charles Oliveira doesn't make mistakes on the ground. Yeah. Mackenzie doesn't either, but it's very difficult because she hasn't, like even in the in the like when she got full mount and she postured up, she went for an arm triangle. Her strike, she didn't couldn't soften her up. Oliveira might knock you out if he mounts you. Yeah, to the point where it's like, all right, I got to defend, and now I'm out of position, and now I'm gonna get submitted. What I noticed is Mackenzie doesn't make mistakes, but there's a level of urgency that Oliveira has that no one else has. Well, it's di- again, jujitsu. You're you're working through positions. You got time. You're doing this that. Like everyone's so. Blase and like, oh, I got this, and this doesn't want to transition to this. Yeah. Like, no one's like necessarily worried, right? Oliveira's urgent. Like, I'm tapping you now. Well, because you got hurt- 20 seconds, you're on the clock. But everybody, he hurts them. Like, he he has a thing where he like he did it to Gaethje. He even hurt somebody a couple fights ago. Is that um Poirier? He just jumped on his back. Didn't even hurt him. Well, no. And but- then it was just like on his back, 20 seconds. But he gives Start you the shot clock. Yeah, he gives you everything to so- worry about. When the, when the bell rings, you're like, all right, what am I dealing with? With McKenzie, you're like, all right, just don't let the fight hit the canvas. And I'm good. If I can stand up for five minutes, I'm going to win the round. You can't do that with Bronx anymore. You can't yeah. stand up for five minutes and be like, I'm good, because he's going to fuck you up. Tax you in every way. And it makes it worse because it's like, Justin Gaethje, I hurt you. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, like, you're still here? Michael Chandler did the same thing. If you don't I had spark you. him out cold. You're in, a, you're in a world of hurt because you got him. Let him back up. Yep. Because you can't follow him down. It took Charles Oliveira eight years to get to this point. Mackenzie's on year four and a half. She's only like twenty. Yeah, she's got time. She'll be fine if that striking catches up. I feel bad for the rest of that division because that means she can hurt you and sub you. You got too much stuff to look for. Yeah, she's good enough to hang around. Yeah. Until then, she'll yep. hang around eight, nine. That's always what Oliveira did. He won enough. Yeah. Hang around ten. Nine. He put it all together. Yeah. Weight issues got behind him. He found his perfect weight. He found his fighting weight. His striking evolved. He learned how to be an offensive and defensive jiu-jitsu practitioner. He's he's got Makachev right around the corner. I think he submits him. That's intriguing. I think Makachev did not like one thing. Habib always says, and this is like his his go-to. 
is that jujitsu's great. It ain't shit compared to some. Yeah. Sambo wrestling is like the king of things. In his mind, he's like, I'm, no one's ever going to submit me. Well, Habib, we can never test this on, but this one, hell of a test here. Well, yeah, I mean, Fedor, what yeah. happened when we ran into Fabricio Verdun? Got triangled. Yeah, Fedor, still more striker. I'm just saying, Fedor is like, he was a tremendous Samba fighter. Yeah. And he ran into somebody with extraordinary jujitsu and thought he could get out because that's all Fedor did was power out of everything. Everything. <laughs> the dude's resilience was nuts. Yeah. I think, you know, looking ahead, the Makachev fight, like if Charles gets him in it, like Charles, again, Makachev's going to this fight not knowing what's expect At all. So Mackenzie Dern, you know what to expect. You just got to defend it. They'll, she's, she'll figure it out. She'll put it all together. She'll be fine. With Islam, we were... What fight was that? I know we were... The Dan Hooker the fight, fight? Where he lost. Well, were we? I've seen so many goddamn fights. I don't remember where I was at. I believe so. Fight. I remember being next to you. I don't know, I don't know why. Um, I think we were... The UFC 192. Wow. Uh, maybe we were just watching it together. It was in Houston. So we weren't there physically. But October 3rd, UFC 162. Uh, Adriano Martins. And he takes him down. And his head gets stuck in the guillotine and he has to tap. Hmm. And he's dominating that fight in the first round. Head just gets stuck in the guillotine. And he was pissed. He hasn't yeah. lost since. He hasn't lost since. He's got but that's what it takes. Yeah. That's always what I thought it would take to beat Habib. Yep. He takes you to the ground. You throw up a triangle or catch him a guillotine or some wild shit. And he's stuck. Give him options. It's got to have enough options. That's all, the only thing missing from Mackenzie Dern's game right now. She doesn't. Pose as much of a threat with his striking as her. And then, you know, and striking leads to takedowns. Like Charles Oliveira, you don't have to have fantastic wrestling. You have to be able to close the distance with your striking. And then either I can get to your back around your hip or I can take you down. One way or another, you're in trouble once I get my hands on you. Oh, Mackenzie hasn't figured that out yet. At all. So let's hit the break real quick, come back. And then we have more to talk about because Bellator happened. <laughs> Bellator. Talk about Bellator is Bellator crazy. Talk. I don't know what's wrong with this company. And then talk a little bit about 2022 before we get out of here. But it's Bellator and the rest of 2022. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. All right, everyone, just that quick, we are back. Got to talk Bellator. Bellator is a wild-ass promotion now. When stuff goes really right for them, it, it never goes, does. It goes it ne- right. It never when does. When shit goes wrong, oh, Be- it goes wrong. Bellator cannot put it all together. It's not their fault half the time. No, it's not. They can't it, catch a break. It's just a stroke of, it's like a, an endless series of bad luck. I go, I go back, again, I worked at The Zone, so... Yep. When we got, got Bellator, it was like, we're going to do this welterweight Grand Prix with MVP and Douglas Lima and Ed Ruth and, and Gracie. And we were like, damn, the future. Bellator's got the future of the welterweight division. Yep. No, he didn't. Everybody they put out their loss. MVP got snuffed. Twice. He was supposed then. to be the man. They can't catch the Aaron Pico situation. It's a bare knuckle fight. It's <laughs> everything is a, Bellator is a, like, they're, they're, <laughs> They're not a bad promotion, but they make you feel like a B-level promotion because of the things that happen. 
Meanwhile, One FC, I, I love their Amazon Prime deal. Yeah, I loved watching Angelique. I mean, Angelique lost this week, but it was an amazing fight. Like they have really good cards. I think I would have gave her that fight. She could have. She had a legit argument. Yeah, it was a good swing, it. swing fight. But the, <laughs> but Bellator has this like one of your best cards of the year, where you position Aaron Pico to get the winner of the the Pitbull fight, and you got AJ McKee. Who's also gunning for Pitbull. Yes, for a trilogy. Right. So it's like... Which I don't understand why that just didn't happen. But whatever. Well, they have their reasons. Weight classes and such. But then it just completely goes left. We'll start with the Aaron Pico fight. So Aaron Pico goes in there. Looks good. Early. Some point, though. Breaks his collarbone. No one knows this. He's just fighting one-armed. Through the rest of the round. Now it starts to get dicey. You're like, oh shit, Aaron Pico's losing. Gets to his corner. Says, put it back in. Thinks it's just a separated shoulder. Tells the guy. And his corner guy has never seen any videos or instructional tutorials on how to pop someone's arm back in. The way he yanks this arm. And he's just fucking trying to slam it in from all angles. Lifts it in the air, downward angle. I'm like... Oh, my God. To the point of, I don't know where the commission was the rest of this time. They walk in and they're like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Let me see that. And they're like, oh, no. No, because the whole shit is gone. His whole clavicle is a wrap. And I broke my collarbone once. Only bone I've ever broke in my life. I could not lift my arm above 90 degrees, right? I couldn't put it all the way straight up in the air. It was impossible. This guy was yanking his shit in all directions. Oh, my God. If it wasn't messed up before, whatever that coach did is, like, horrible damage. I don't know when we see Aaron Pico. I, I don't know. So, Jeremy Kennedy gets the win, and it's just like, well, this night's off to a start. Because I was like, damn, Aaron Pico can't catch a break. He's on a nice winning streak. He's looked like, he finally looked like he's putting it all together, and he loses with an injury. Poor Jeremy Kennedy's getting booed, and he's like, dude, I didn't even know he broke his shit. Like, <laughs> what do you guys want from me? I'm just trying to fight. I'm just trying to do my job. No, it doesn't even matter. Like, at this point, people came, like you said, to set up that fight. Yeah. And they want to see Pico take the next step to stardom. Yep. To a title shot. To being what he's supposed to be when they sign. And then now it's like, you're set back another two, three years. Yeah, like you don't know when he's going to come back. From you don't injury. know how he's going to look. When he talk, comes we back. don't even know how bad it got injured in the corner during that whole, let's whip it around like a helicopter and see if it'll fall into place. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, what is happening? Where's the doctors? And the how doctor you- comes in and he's like, you broke your collarbone. And Aaron's like, please let me fight. Josh Thompson, you know, he's like, I should. I would have let him fight. And, <laughs> and Big John McCarthy's like, no, no, no. It was broken. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's different. Why? He can't fight anymore. I'm like, but Aaron Pico, I'll give credit to him because the man didn't even wince. No. You know, it had to kick his ass when that, like, the, the adrenaline wore off. Oh, man. <sighs> he had to go back to his course. I like, what did you do? Later on that night? Broke my my God. Yeah, poor Aaron Pico, man. We'll see, we'll see him come back, but they were looking toward a Pico versus the winner of Pitbull and Boris fight. No, nope, not anymore. Now you got to find someone else. Well, AJ McKee is here. Well, Pitbull will have to go back up to lightweight because McKee has very, made it very clear. I'm only going back to 45 for a title shot, which could now happen if, now that Pico's out yep. of the picture. 
But AJ McKee fights Spark Car- Spike Carlisle, who uh, I remember. Doesn't Pitbull have the belt at 155? He's got both belts, yeah. Just fight at 155. Well, you know. Same shit. But Spike Carlisle, I remember, was uh, in hot water for some anti-Semitic posts. Yes, he was. He's fighting AJ McKee. This fight was very entertaining. Spike Carlisle comes out of his corner, like throws like a junk, a jumping. Did jump you kick? skip the entrance by Spike oh, Carlisle? The Hulk Hogan entrance? Very on brand. An American hero. <laughs> very on brand. I was just like, this night is just getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And we haven't even talked about Bare Knuckle, which we won't, which was nuts in itself. Oh, Bare Knuckle is bananas. Just like the, everything was weird on this combat sports night. But Carlisle comes flying out of his corner, throws like a jumping kick. It, it looks like two drunk people fighting at a gas station. Oh, they just wailed on each other. Fuck then, technique. And then McKee was like, hey, hold on. I know how to fight. I'm better than you. Peter Griffin and the chicken for a yep. second. Well, McKee did, did what he was supposed to do, dominated Carlisle. I thought he was going to get Carlisle out of there. I give Carlisle credit. Dude is tough. Man was bleeding like it was a horror movie. Guy, he was getting his face rammed. Like he got stunned so many times in that fight. At one point, McKee stuns him with a right hand, has his, like puts his back up against the, the cage, and instead of going for the takedown, twerks a little bit. And then goes into it. Well, take no, he that. took him down and dry humped him. That's and <laughs> well, it's, yeah, he and our friend took down against the cage. Casey Landon, who's a friend of ours, works yeah. for MMA fighter at the press conference, is like, "What about that moment in the fight?" And McKee's like, "Oh, when I knocked him down, I said, no, not that moment." And McKee's like, "Guessing?" And McKee, no, he's like, "No, when you were dry humping Carlisle <laughs> on the ground." And McKee just starts laughing, and he was like, "He had me in a grip, and I couldn't figure out how to get out of it, so I had to do something." <laughs> you dry humped a man. Yep. What a fight. I thought he was a Call of Duty teabagger. Yeah, like he was... Uh, he Which looked, we've seen in the octagon or yeah. in the cage before. He looked a very horny dog on, yeah. on poor Spike Carlisle. Yeah, we just saw Patty the Batty teabag somebody uh, yep. a couple months ago. Yeah, that's not... I thought it was just trending. <laughs> nah, my man, <laughs> that was the highlight of that fight, but McKee dominant wins. Looks like we'll probably get the fight with Pitbull at 55, so... Ain't nobody else. No, it's not. Then Pitbull, so Patricio Pitbull... Versus Adam Borix in the main event. Boy, this was frustrating. Borix is a guy that was like, man, his length, his size, he can give Pitbull some problems. Yes. He's Borics. a big dude at 4145. But Borix comes in this fight. He's like, dude, we know your flying knees have worked in the past, right? <laughs> However, it's just like playing Street Fighter. It's and the exactly person like just continues to throw fireballs. <laughs> at a certain point, you got to stop throwing fireballs. You got to set them up. Man, Borix would come out and was just like, flying knee. And Pitbull's like, all right, I got this one. Throw him down. Fuck this shit like Dalsim. Yeah, it was like, come on, dog. I know what you're doing. Borax never switched up the game plan. Like, he was trapped. He was like, this shit usually works. No, it didn't Pitbull work. was waiting for it and just catching it with right hands. And it, it ended up not being a great fight. Pitbull was dominant, wins the decision. And we're left with Bellator, one of the most stacked cards of the year. And we're like, they did it to themselves again. Yeah. yeah. It's just, whenever they hype something up, it don't work. It always fails. Scott Coger's got to be sitting like, fuck. Can I can I never do- get it right. Never. We complained about him stacking old people at the end of good cards, right? And like all this. So why you keep bringing back all these old geezers to fight, blah, blah. All right. Well, I'm just going to give you a straight MMA card stack. Yep. Ends up just snake bit. Just, yeah. The highlights are dry humping, a man coming out like Hulk Hogan, <laughs> a corner thinking they're doctors and ripping a man's shoulder out of place. That's the highlight of the night. That's what we're talking about with Bellas. On ESPN MMA, we posted not one fight clip. We posted all three of those clips. That you just <laughs> that's it. That was the night. That's, uh, that's all we posted. Like sorry, No one's talking words. about the actual fight action. No. And it's like, fuck. Back to the drawing board. 
And they and now they're in a position where you got to make new stars. Yeah. Some something's got to give cuz you had that batch of like your your super six recruits two have panned out and one is on the show. Yep. Now. So like what what are you doing? Pitbull and McKee can't fight every two months. No. You, you have to do something to now build out your promotion. Well, your guy, if you if you're looking for a star in Bellator, is Raytheon Stotts. Oh, Stotts is good. He Stotts, talks that shit. He talks that shit. He's a great <laughs> fighter. He's that guy. Because for whatever reason, Bellator never fully invested in Pitbull. Think about it. Can Stotts be your number one guy? He could. I'm saying he could be your draw. Like McKee could have been loud, your draw. A loud talking black man. Hey. Unapologetically black man is your, is your number one star. It, and I, I love it. It could make you want to see him lose. Whatever it Something. is. Yeah, yeah. Like AJ McKee was supposed to be that guy. But the weird thing about McKee is like as he became better and as he, you know, when he became champion, it felt like he was no longer one of us. It felt like he was over here somewhere. He tried like to kind of adopt like a Money Mayweather. Persona. Yeah, and it was just like, what are you doing, sir? We like watching you fight. Like, yeah. well, the Aaron Pico thing is weird because every time Aaron Pico fights, it's like, here's his horses. I'm like, I don't care about his horses. <laughs> he cares about his horses. That's cool, but. Gotta give me more than that. I ain't got no fucking horses. Why do I care? Unless he comes out to Old Town Road, I don't care. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, hey, man. <laughs> Make it a thing. What's Lil Nas X doing for his next fight? Hey, we're down to. Yeah, that's. that's Viral moment. Yes. But putting the other video package about how Aaron Pico takes his fight purse and buys a new horse, I don't care. Him, Lil Nas X, riding real horses to the cage. Yeah, but Raytheon Stotts is probably your guy. Uh, him and Sabatello almost got into an Errol Helwani's. Helwani to jump in there. <laughs> Look, Errol's my man. I love you. You're, you're, you're great at your job, but boy, that was some hilarious shit because Errol didn't have a clue what to do. No, not at all. But he got up. Funny Ariel thing can is, do many things. The funny thing is, bouncer is not one. If it was me, I wouldn't have got up. No, I'm a little bit funny. Everybody would be mad at me. Andre's white. What, what you want me to do? Ain't nobody going to push me out. I ain't going to get done like my man Dan did with, with John Jones and Corbier. Yo, listen, <laughs> if people are fighting on either end of this blue wire desk, Everybody, Blue Wire Studios, Blue Wire Network, they're going to be furniture moving in here. I ain't breaking up shit. Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. People just oh, knock well. it through. The people on the glass on the other side, they just going to see a show. Yep. Y'all going to have a highlight package, and you're going to see me in the back looking like Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Andreas. He's all of us. Yes. That, that's, that's Now it. we're all of us, because if I see a fight, I'm wilding out. I ain't that's, rich. Yeah. It's just going to be, hold on, we got backup equipment. Yep. Everybody. Yep. There's, yeah. there's another camera. Yeah, we good. They just gonna be fighting up there. Yeah. Ain't ain't done I'm doing about it. But bless Ariel for standing up and trying to do something at that moment. So outside of that though, coming up this weekend, UFC has a card. Don't really know what's on it. I mean, <laughs> look, the UFC has been in this weird spot. They've put so much into 280 and 281 that it's like they've loaded those cards. So even the fight night cards suck. It's like, all right, <laughs> we're just here to have some fights. Like, Sorry, I just know uh, Alexa Grasso fights Vivian Arroyo. I mean... <laughs> That's all I know. Give me Alexa Grasso. Look, this is not a great card. Another card, shout out to them though, letting women kind of highlight these cards. I'm cool with it. Um, Alexa Grasso just got Joanne Calderwood out of here. Joanne Wood. And Macy Barber. So, I mean, I think Alexa Grasso is the real deal. 
she's another one. When she came in, she was treated like a blue chipper prospect. Yep. She was she young. A little bit. She had to figure it out. Um, right, who is just she's only lost to Caitlin Chukagian. Yeah, two fights ago. So I'm gonna pick Alexa Grasso because I feel like she's finally she's not hit her final form yet. I don't know how good her final form is. <laughs> but I think she's getting closer to putting it all together. She's a tremendous wrestler. Only lost in UFC is to Jessica I. Yeah. And that, for a Royal. Okay. What? I thought it was Shukagi. No? No. It was Jessica I? All yep. right. She yeah, kept winning since then. Beat Andrea Lee um, this year. Oh, no. She did lose to Shukagi. Okay. So those That's are two up. UFC losses. And then beat Roxanne Montefiore. In the last one. And um, Montana De La Rosa. Yeah, it's, it's, again, this is like a UFC fight night. It's just like, all right. It's like watching an episode of a TV show and it's just like, when we get to the season finale, why do we have to extend this episode? Yeah. Like, why, why do we need this? Not but, every episode could be a banger. <laughs> no. Is Mark Zuckerberg going to buy this card? No. Probably not. Probably not. It's Askar Askarov is on here. Uh, Neil Magny, who's always fighting. He's fighting Daniel Rodriguez. What is this? Rafael Asensio was on this card? Yeah. He still fights. He's 40. Yeah. Well, I mean. I, I had no clue he's still fighting. Francisco Trinaldo is like 74. He's still fighting. Bigger dudes though, right? Like, Asensio was good at one point. He was. Really good. He was. And then he's now lost. Let me count this. Four fights in a row. Corey Sanhagen, Marlon Moraes, Cody Garbrandt, who sent him to the shadow realm. Yeah. This is the only highlight for Cody Garbrandt the past five years. And Ricky Simon. So the fun part about this, Cody Garbrandt's been trashed since this fight. Marlon Moraes retired and then is popped up at PFL. Yes, because he wants a milli. Yeah, but all his his losses look worse. Oh, yeah. They look bad. Like, they look really bad. Sanhagen was his his shining moment. He's taking two losses. Yeah, but even, like, Cody Garbrandt's not even close to what he used to be. God, no. What a tremendous fall from grace that guy's had. He's about to be doing bare knuckle in a second. (laughs) Ooh, shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ugly over there. So, weird fight card coming up. But all this... So that we inch slowly but surely closer to UFC 280 on October 22nd. Banger. Which, I'm going to just give people a rundown of the card. We'll give predictions and everything next week. But Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makachev, which we touched on earlier. Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. Petrian versus Sean O'Malley. <laughs> O'Malley said, <laughs> O'Malley was like, I don't know I'm the underdog. I'm going to beat his ass. It's like, all right, dude. <laughs> I'm flawed the confidence. Yeah, the like, man says he's undefeated. Hey, go for it. Uh, Anil Dariush versus Gamrot. This is a good, this is a good ass Hell part. of a fight right there. And Caitlin Chukagan, who we just mentioned, versus Furio. That Furio fight is going to be really Furio good. Furio fight is I think Furio is like, she's the one. She's like, her striking is so good. They're putting it in there with Chukagian. It's they're, they're trying to get her up that ladder quick. They got to find some new opponents for you know who. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the well, boogie well, woman. Flyweights, flyweights more competitive than it's been. Yeah, absolutely. Because now, like, who's the champ? Cookie Monster. Yeah, yeah, she's about to lose right now. It's a race <laughs> to see who's gonna come on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. she coming up off that belt real quick. So yeah, man. But that's that's great. Prelims on that is stacked. But Bilal Muhammad is Sean Brady. Bilal's training with Habib every week now. We have Volkan Ozdemir versus Krylov on that card. Yep. It's a good, it's a good card. They took every fight night main event and put it on one card. They did. 
<laughs> they really they did. took all the Fight Night main events and put it on one card and they left Fight Night like they're like oh Fight Island we got something for yeah. we ain't been here in a while hey I'll, I'll be paid for it guess who's Bizak so yeah it's gonna be a great week of UFC coming up so we'll tell you we'll come back we'll have another we'll be back to our three shows a week here next week and we'll be previewing that UFC pay-per-view card so it's gonna be a fun one we we'll keep this short. Shout out to everyone for listening. Thank you, everyone here at Blue Wire Studios and Rune Resort in Vegas. Everyone in Booth making this show happen behind the boards, making us look pretty every week. For myself, for the old man, Andreas Hale, follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check out our YouTube, The Corner Podcast, where you can see all of these shows full HD on your phone, tablet, or television. Meantime, no, Dre. It was a great trip. We're somewhere right now on a boat. I'm probably drunk, chilling, watching Disney movies, Disney cruise. My son is crying somewhere right now. <laughs> yes. I'm, listen, I'm just, me and my wife, two grown-ass adults are in a land full of babies and children. Yes. I'm getting drunk as a skunk. We appreciate you all. We'll be back on Friday. Recap WWE, pay-per-view, and talk about AEW and whatever the hell happens drama-wise there. <laughs> Because backstage is still in turmoil. Yeah. So if someone gets punched in the face between now and then, we'll be talking about it. We appreciate you all. Till next time, we're out. Peace.